Spyro. I'm an American <laughs> yes. icon, and you're getting my name wrong. Monopoly's a weird game, man. Cause... I mean, for a game that's like maybe one of the most famous board games ever, it's really not all that much fun to play, you know? No, last time well, I played it, it was It's designed fun. to be that way. Last it's time designed I played it to fun. teach people that capitalism's bad, but we're dumb, so we just Monopoly don't. doesn't take... A lot of people complain that Monopoly takes like a long time to play. And if, you it really, play if you play it the right way, it doesn't. If you play it by the normal rules, yeah. It, it doesn't take long at all to play but when motherfuckers are like all right any you know taxes or community chest and shit all that money goes in the middle and then if you land on free parking because that's like winning the lottery and that just doesn't happen okay and if you want to play that way sure but man it's terrible but i mean yeah it's not really i guess i I get what taylor's saying because it's not all that fun because just taking these people's money just for living, just for going around the board. Well, also, just, like, so much of it comes down to, like, dumb luck. Like, there is some skill involved, but, yeah. like, eh, I feel There's like... There's no skill involved. Always buy. Always always be doing the things you can do. You That's can have strategy. Like, I feel like a good game should have a mixture of luck and strategy, right? Like, yeah. luck should be an element. You know, you are rolling dice, but... I feel like a someone who knows how to play well should be rewarded for doing so, you know? Monopoly's not that kind of game. That's actually why I hate uh, Munchkin. That's just all fucking luck. Oh, yeah, that's oh, just yeah. all RNG, man. You're not even building, like, a deck like other trading cards. No, not really. No, you just it's all luck of the draw. No, uh, like that all right, well, let's, let's go show notes. It's not much this week. Uh, segment one, I did watch a movie. Oh, what movie? Well, Dune, of course. Oh, I watched it too. Oh, I, I watched half of that. Uh, we'll talk about. I have some not more. seen it yet. I'm oh afraid. wow, we'll talk about. I, dude, Taylor, you're the one I was hoping to talk about it the most with. Anyway, I'm looking forward to it. I'll probably go see it sometime this week. But yeah. I try to. I didn't want to go like during the big crowded times. You know, yeah, I just watched it on HBO Max. I want to see it in the theater. It seems like sure, it makes sense. I think it would be very good in the theaters. Uh, we'll talk about more shortages and supply line issues. And then it's really just Marvel solicits, not a really big news week uh, in terms of comics anyway. Um, oh, no, not at all. We got some fun food news. And then the moment of destruction is hot this week. Not a single comic, but damn, HasbroCon went on. And we're going to look at all of the – well, we're going to look at the toys that matter to the moment of destruction. Uh, and then top three, any other news, gentlemen? No, nothing. Uh, I feel like talking about nothing uh, pops in my I, head. I am now going to be the proud owner of a 27-inch long T-Rex that's <laughs> painted oh up gosh. in the Dino Riders. Is color. that a euphemism? No, that's not. Sounds like it is to me. Everything to you is a euphemism. It's true. All right, let's get into this shit. What time is it? Oh yeah, we're right on schedule, gentlemen. Right on time. Look at that. Let's, let's do the intro. I'm sorry. <laughs> what the, what the, hey everybody, great. welcome to what the podcast. Start, starting off great. <laughs> mm-hmm. You should really. You don't think anybody will watch that garbage? Some people will watch anything, Scarlet. It's true. It's really difficult in a audio format. It's true. Some people will watch anything.
another episode of This Geek in Comics, our Geekery's comic book shit talk show. Shit talk show! How's it going, gentlemen? It's doing all right, man. How's it going with you? Good. Watch Dune. I did too, sort of. It's good. Yeah, you know, I, I watched about half of it last night. And, you know, I honestly blame it on uh, not watching it in the theater, watching it at home. Because you uh, fell asleep. HBO Max. Yeah, because I fell asleep halfway through. Um, <laughs> I wouldn't uh, have been drinking as much if I'd have been at the theater. Halfway right. through this movie is like halfway uh, through the 80s movie. <laughs> well, yeah. it depends on uh, where you go to the theater, right? A lot of places do serve alcohol now. That's true. Uh, but yeah, uh, it was the you know the half I did see was pretty. It was is it was okay. You know, I felt a little slow. It's yeah, been a it very long bad. time since I read Dune, but I actually yeah, I do think that this is probably more along the lines of what what happened in the book. This is uh, a lot It's impossible to capture all of like the political intrigue and shit like that that was in the book, but. Especially with today's audiences, you're just not going to sell a movie like that. Well, I wouldn't want the movie to capture all of that because that's too much, you know? I like uh, that if, shit. If it captured all of that, it would yeah. be very mired in the weeds. Dude, a lot of the uh, speeches and the dialogue and, like, the, the, the meetings where they're just talking in the original movie, you know, for lack of a better example, because it's impossible to compare the book. Everybody knows the book is going to be better because that's just the rule. The book is always better. Well, not necessarily, but it is true that there are some things that work in a book that couldn't possibly work in a movie. Yeah. You dude. know, it's, just, it's a difference of mediums, you know? Exactly. You get this inner monologue. You get these this narrator, really. You know what I mean? You can't do narration. In a, in a movie, it just doesn't work. But Batista was dope. But man, the fucking Baron is just wicked fun. And yeah, th- I think this is a great modern day telling of Dune, which I mean, at its heart, is still all about you know imperialism, colonialism, and that sort of thing. And I, I think it did that well for yeah. a modern audience. Cool. Yeah, Dune. Ready? Yeah. Part two. Bring on part two. I do hear that like they are banking pretty heavily on this getting in part two. Well, either that or it's kind off. of a waste of time. Yeah, because I I did hear you know I didn't get to the end, but right, I did hear that right. this is this is all basically set up for a part two that we don't yeah. know will come or not. Basically, Zendaya is... don't even show up in the damn movie until the last ten minutes. Just to tell you, she's the star, a star of the fucking movie. You know, at least from all the promotion. And yeah, she doesn't really show up until the last five minutes. I mean, she's there, but not really. Uh, but yeah, it's still good. I had a good time with it. It's a spectacle. You know, it's a big sci-fi spectacle. There's big war scenes that are pretty good. So, yeah, whatever. Anybody else do anything fun? Uh, you know, I finally caught up to you and I watched that new Halloween movie. And it was Okay, it was another Halloween movie. Exactly. I mean, I don't uh, know what people were expecting. Well, it's also a lot of people know, were bitching that it wasn't enough for them. And I'm like, speaking well, of movies I, that I, I really need a that. sequel, I can kind right. of see that because it is the second one in a trilogy, so it has no real resolution to it at all. Sure, that's fine. But it still it touched on like it's still just a Halloween movie. It's whatever. Yeah, people it touched on like societal violence. You know, and I really think that's what it was going for. That was the overarching theme, how fear can grow into violence in society mm-hmm. and how it does. And I got that. It was almost too much in your face, really. It was. But yeah, Michael Myers' murder scenes were fucking epic. He had attitude, you know. 
And that's what you want. Like, Jason, he doesn't really have attitude about it. It's all just kind of dummy, mindless horror. Freddy has, like, way too much. You too know? much, yeah. Michael's, much like, subtle about it, you know, but you can tell he's still having a good time. And I guess there is, like, that slasher spectrum, right? Like, yeah. how much of a personality do they have, like, versus, yes. like, just how much of, like, a just implacable a killing machine? machine. Yeah. 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 Uh, So, yeah, that was a hot movie. Anybody else do anything fun? Nobody? You guys are boring as fuck. Go fuck yourself, Gummer. I play D D, but I do that every week. So yeah, I know, right? Uh, all right, shortages uh, and supply line issues continue to hit comics. And this is from Bleeding Cool, but they're really they're the only ones who are kind of reporting these because I think it's sort of in the weeds for comics. You know, it's way inside baseball. And people might see problems, but I don't know. I, I don't know how any of that works. It's hard to say from the inside looking out. But BC reports that, all right, Penguin Random House first, all right, had a lot of damages. And is now increasing packaging material, which they were not doing before. And they were not doing it before to save money. All right, so that's just one thing. All right, because that, that made pretty big news. Yeah, that was a big deal. Yeah, Penguin having some damage. That made some news. But another report now from Lunar. Lunar has told comic book retailers that they can't bag and board high-tier books. Uh-oh. Um, due to supply – this is a quote from them that they sent to shops. Due to a supply line issue and a paper shortage, we are currently unable to obtain the supplies to bag and board ratio variants. Now, if you don't know what a ratio variant is – that's like the one in 25 and all yeah, that. Yeah, if you buy 25 copies of the normal variant cover, you know, issues with the normal variant, just the regular variant, then you get this extra special, more rare, rarer, whatever, issue that has a different cover on it. And these can go up to, you know, usually there's one in 100. In some occasions, there's one in 1,000. Remember, uh, what was it? Action Comics 1000 had a one yep. in 1,000 variant. And yeah. Uh, so, yeah, Lunar is not going to bag and board those comics anymore, and that kind of sucks. Shops depend, in a lot of cases, on these ratioed variants because they can sell them at a premium, and a lot of times that premium will cover their entire comic book shipment for that week, just selling those variants at a higher you know, cost. Uh, so, yeah, that sucks. That does suck. That does. Now, here's another hit for comics. Image Comics has uh, sent a statement to retailers. As many of you are uh, now undoubtedly aware of the current shipping delay, supply chain crunch. I can't believe that's what they're calling it, a crunch. And paper shortages are creating nationwide issues across many industries, and that impacts our industry too. I'm sure every publisher will have a different response to this crisis, but at Image, we're proactively streamlining our releases to reflect these circumstances starting now and for the foreseeable future. There will be no second printings of any title. No reprints from Image Comics. So you better, you better be deal. like, yeah, you better, you be better like hop on a your, book you uh, want. pull list up to date. Especially from Image of all people. I feel like yeah. they send out more second printings than anyone. They, they underprint a lot, but you understand why they underprint. They usually just print to order or a little bit above just to make sure that they can cover what all the shops want without losing any money. And then if there's demand, then they can go back to the second printings. Sometimes second printings, you know, can really help make a book be more popular. 
because you're giving people an opportunity to pick it up. At I cover mean, just price. look at uh, like Stray Dogs recently. That book had like five five reprintings, you know, and ev- oh, and it yeah. took advantage of a lot of things. Okay, Stray Dogs might be an outlier because it had that horror movie element. It had that amazing Bluth dog art on it, and they really went all in with the variant covers. You know, doing different horror variants and stuff. Yeah, the shipping, and it's not just comics. I mean, we're just focusing on comics, but yeah, shipping delays are nuts all over. I was talking about how departments of transportation across the country, like usually teams, like a crew, will work a job from beginning to completion. Well, that's not happening now because they're running out of, like for this part of the job, they'll need metal rebar. Well, they don't have any. So those guys are being moved to a different job where they can do some work depending on what stage it's in. And then by the time the rebar comes in, it's a different crew on that job. So any little issues that might've been there, you know, and they're saying it could cause, you know, problems with, with road construction, but uh, yeah, it's messed up. Man, I don't know, man. Uh, so yeah, you must keep this in mind if you want to get your hands on these books. Yeah, um, keep your keep your pull list. Yeah, you gotta pull the trigger a lot quicker than you normally would on these things. It when seems. you when you see it in previews, you, you might as well go ahead and tell them to get it for you. The bigger thing to me in all this is the the pressure it puts on comic shops. Uh, you know, someone's gonna walk in and hear about something cool, and they're not even gonna be able to offer them any copy uh, because it's just you know it's not there, not a second print or or whatever. Uh, it, it kind of sucks because it all trickles down. It all trickles down to sure. At the end of the day, the consumer isn't getting their thing. But oh, too bad you didn't get your you know copy of a comic book. You can still read it any fucking where you want. Internet, you know, whatever. Buy a copy online. It's that shop that's m- missing out in the sale. And we had a record number of shops closed in the past you know five years. So mm-hmm. not great. Not great. So yeah, there's your down in the doldrums nonsense. No Thanks for bringing print. the podcast. Down. I don't buy second prints. Don't bring me down unless Gummer. there's a dope variant cover, which there isn't enough of for second printings. I don't buy second printings. I so. most often find myself getting second printings when uh, people who are looking to buy the first printing issues as collectibles come up and clean the store out. You know. Oh yeah. yes. So yeah. it's often the case, right, where I didn't get there fast enough. So I rely on second printings if that's going to you know, happen at all. But you're not doing that with image. Well, not for image, but just for like but yeah, in but- general. And, and I'm sure there's plenty of people who do read image are in that exact same boat exactly. that I'm talking about here. No, definitely. I'm saying, though, is this a trend? That is going to go into DC, and are you going to miss out on books? Well, I, would, I think that, well, that's I the big problem. problem. Well, I think it might going, be. Yeah. If, if if Image is doing this already, you got to kind of wonder what was DC. The DC and Marvel probably follow suit later. DC's print runs are a whole lot smaller than Marvel. Well, yeah, DC DC's overall. already slimmed down its but, line quite a bit, and then a lot of its line are minis. They're not really ongoings anymore. Yeah, um, but so, Marvel does a whole lot of variant covers. I mean, true, that just ups their print number. So does DC. DC does a fucking variant cover at least for every book they push. So that's double the shipment, and that's why they do that. They do that on purpose so that they can lower the cost of shipping. Um, I mean, and we'll see it on tomorrow. I've already looked at the books coming out this week. The, Image has really bumped up their variant covers too. You know, not, not just on debut titles. You know, on ongoing titles. So, I don't know, man. 
it's going to be interesting to see moving forward if this crunch, as they put it eloquently, uh, continues. So, uh, all right, let's do some uh, other news. It's basically all Marvel solicits from here on out. Uh, first, what's missing from the solicits? Uh, Savage Avengers uh, is ending. Uh, well, I've heard that's been a fun book. So, yeah. it's ending in January 2022. Yeah, everything I hear about it is a book that works way better than it should. Honestly. Yeah, that's a dumb. What a dumb idea. But yeah, I've heard it works really, really well. Hey, Gary Dugan's big time now, so he doesn't have uh, doesn't have time. They probably got him working on something, you know, big for the later half of next year. Uh, Well, he has the reins for X Men, so he's got to be working something big. Yeah, I mean, when you're taking over the flagship title, you got to shed all these like auxiliary ones. Uh, Yeah, I mean, you're right. You're not wrong. Jason Aaron ain't working on you know too much. Just working on Avengers, so. Uh, but also, and this is kind of a puzzler, uh, Excalibur, Wolverine, but we'll get to that. That's an asterisk. X-Force and Sword are all missing from January well, they're, they're, schedule. They're not, they're all just going on a hiatus because that's when the weekly uh, Wolverine event is going yeah, on. Yeah, the X-Lives and X-Deaths of Wolverine, that's in every other week, but it's two issues, so it is technically a weekly. It doesn't seem like it sometimes, but I guess there is a limit to how many X books they can put out in a fucking week. There's three or four next week. This week we got one. Well, uh, it's because there were supposed to be two other ones that came, were supposed to come out this week, but they got delayed. Yeah, I don't know why. That's just weird. I don't know why either. Yeah, but it's weird. Uh, but with Hickman leaving the House of X, you know, as head of X, changes might be coming. To the overall well, it might be, line. It might be some of that uh, paper issue that we were talking about earlier with Image. I or mean, the- if there's going to be casualties to that, I would be devastated if Sword was one of them. That is easily one of the best ones they have going. Uh, how about this? How about Sword stops, but they roll, roll it into more of an Iraqi book? Where it's just about, you know, because that's basically what this whole arc looks to be. The, we'll see the solicit tomorrow night on the preview show, but... It's, it looks like another Storm-centric issue, man. Well, Sword has been a really weird book. The closest thing that I could you know, relate it to is Hickman's run on X-Men, where yeah. like every issue is kind of like a one-shot, where it's not really... Yeah. It's, I mean, it's, it's still not really one cohesive story, but it's building yeah. up this universe. I can count yeah. on one hand the number of times we've had like the quote-unquote core team actually like take a starring role in that book. I don't even know who the actual like core team is. I guess it was those yeah. like six who are part of the quote-unquote like... The six. The, or like the five or whatever. Oh yeah, there's the six. It's the six, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But... I mean, and they're great and all, but they've already replaced like two of those fucking members. Yeah, they did. Yeah, it's just fucking... And Peepers is on the team? Who? Peepers. I don't know. It's fun, but I agree with Adam. It does feel like it's more foundational. Like not every issue is kind of brick in the wall, um, you know. It, it it perhaps it has taken the role of Hickman's X-Men. Uh, Hick, now that the X-Men book is more focused on like one team dealing with like well, a pretty wide range of adversaries, but you it's know, still, still like fixed adversaries. It's still yeah. more traditional comic booking. So yeah, maybe Sword comic. is the lore dropper book nowadays, like I'm, I'm the backburner stuff. And hey, you know, it, as long as it's actually good, like Hickman, X Men was good, and like Sword has been, been good so far. Great. I mean, hey, no, no problems for me. Yeah, but it's as long like as we occasionally get an issue like that manifold issue, oh. then. Yeah. The storm issue, the last the storm issue, issue was really good too. Dope. But yeah. that Manifeld issue was probably the best book, yeah, best. I, the best like single issue I've read this year. Yeah, it was fantastic. Um, 
Yeah, it's like almost like we're mad at the book for not being what we want it to be while we're loving it for what it is. It's like, no, I'm not going to do that. Uh, the big Daredevil event, Devil's Reign, is getting a whole bunch of tie-ins in January. Uh, by the time we get to – I don't have any of the screenies for this under the covers but because there's so fucking many. But Devil's Reign number three will be out in January. Okay, it's a monthly event. Uh, Devil's Reign Superior 4 right, – that's by Zdarsky and Chichetto actually. But uh, Superior 4, number one of three, by uh, Zach Thomas and David Tinto. Luke Cage, City of Fire, number two. Hocha Anderson and Ray Anthony Height. Devil's Reign, X-Men, number one, for some reason, by Gary Duggan and Phil Noto. Devil's Reign, Winter Soldier, by Colin Kelly with J Jackson Lansing, with uh, Nico Leon doing the art. Villains for Hire, number one. That actually looks really fun. And Woman Without Fear. Uh, Chip Zdarsky is actually writing that one. Rafael De La Torre is writing that. Uh, if you don't remember his name, he is the fill-in artist when Elena Casagrande is busy working on the next issue of Black Widow. Because uh, issue number 13 of Black Widow actually has a new artist on it. But I don't know if Casagrande is the ongoing artist uh, moving forward after the first 12. Which would be a big bummer. Um, it would be. She's definitely the number one reason to be picking up that book yeah uh but rafael de la torre is not a a slouch you know he's good it's just hard when all. you're being compared to elena casagrande on a fucking monthly basis you know it's impossible to maintain that but working on an electra book i really am excited about that but man i'm all in for the main series but what the fuck that is a lot i mean what the hell it's just a kingpin story what is going on what you gotta is have those tie-ins man i guess they roped in everyone who's like Based in New York, at least part of the time. Is Winter Soldier based in New York? I mean, they're He's all from New, New York. York. It's been know. a while since we've had a Daredevil event. Let them, let them splurge no, a little the bit. The last one was shit. It and was. Right, Shadowland was, was terrible. Yeah, it was like five years ago. It's probably been longer than that. It's been longer like than seven that. Seven years ago. Um, but I don't know. I, I'm still loving the Daredevil main series. It's wonderful, but and I'm gonna get the event. But man, that's a lot of books. Uh, just a couple more quicks from uh, Marvel. She-Hulk number one. Rainbow Rowell and Roger Antonio. We didn't talk about this, did we? I don't we think so. I don't think so. Uh, Jen Bartel is doing a variant cover along with Adam Hughes, which is a mm, chef's kiss of a fucking cover. That smile. Yeah. Uh, it's nice to see She-Hulk go back to, you know, status Dude, that's quo. exactly what I have in my notes. I yeah, mean, it's obviously, cool seeing her get back to our roots here. Um, exactly. I don't know this creative team very well, but this is a character where, yeah, I'll definitely give it a shot. Oh, know? for sure. The best character oh, yeah. ever is back in her own series and about to glam up the whole Marvel Universe, Jennifer Walters, a.k.a. the sensational She-Hulk. Uh, I mean, they really made a note of putting that in there, not the savage She-Hulk, which is what we have now over at uh, Avengers with Aaron. So no more not that it's been bad. It's just bad to put the toys back in the box. You know, it's time to get put them away. And well, especially with that. the show in the works, they were probably That's in a in my rush. Notes too. Yeah. yeah, yeah, they were definitely in a rush to uh, get her back to the version of the character, or at least much closer to the version of the character we're going to see in that show. At least to have something on shelves that's going to match what folks are seeing on the screen. Definitely, mm -hmm. definitely. Uh, what else does it have? She's no longer savage and needs to put her life back together. She's got a career to rebuild, friends to reconnect with, and maybe represent in a court of law. And enemies too, well, she may not want to connect with them. But they are definitely going to connect with her. And the, with last, her page, the last page of this first issue is going to send Jen down a road she's never traveled. And that will shake up her life and possibly the whole Marvel Universe. 
Bum bum bum. She's having a baby. Dude, that would be rad. I would I would fucking love that. I would love that. I mean, they did that with a Spider Woman a few years ago. Okay. It, they did it with it, Jubilee too, and it was just yeah. Okay. But like, apparently that Spider Woman one run was supposed to be pretty. Yeah, but Jubilee is a dragon. I know Jubilee is <laughs> a fucking dragon now. Yeah. It's so dope. Uh, so yeah, I'm getting this. I don't give a shit. I fucking love She-Hulk. I don't care. I'll always read She-Hulk. She's awesome. Uh, at least there are a few issues. Uh, another announcement. Silver Surfer Rebirth. Ron Mars and Ron Lim. Pichu Moko's getting a variant cover, as well as Giuseppe. Giuseppe well, Cop- yeah. Super 90s. Yeah, uh, they're back. No, we don't mean the guys on the cover. We're talking about legendary creators Ron Mars and Ron Lim returning to tell a story set during their fan favorite run of Silver Surfer. Uh, and the only reason I bring this up is because a lot of people were like, oh shit, between the Marvels event that's supposed to bring back, you know, the original Marvel and this, they're like, oh, Marvel is definitely coming back. I still don't think he is. I still don't think he is. Even I mean, Marvel's book is from late. like a corporate synergy standpoint, they have you know, firmly established Carol Danvers as Captain Marvel. And I don't see yeah. why they'd want to like mix in like a mixed marketing out there. And you it's know? not even, I mean, it, well, yes, it would be mixed marketing and everyone's going to bitch if he comes back, you know, because well, he, no, he like is Captain one of those Marvel characters. He is, he is the Uncle thing, Ben. The only thing Captain Marvel is famous for is dying. So. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. I mean, honestly, exactly. Carol's a better character than Marvel ever was. To be it's true, fine. it's true. And I get the love for Marvel. He was awesome when he was awesome. But you're right. The best thing he did, his best story, is Death of Captain Marvel. It's wonderful. But for the ostensive uh, title character here, um, it, did they mean like rebirth? Like he's not like Black Silver Surfer anymore? I don't like, think that counts outside of Donny Cates. Anything. Well, Donnie if Cates this is, is right. if this is continuing, he pushed Black Silver well, Surfer right. hard. You know I think this yeah. is. I think this is like the X Men Legends book where it's just yeah. a story from that continuity. So yeah. from that, from, from this that person, from, from Ron, it Mars does look Ron. super nineties. That is yeah. hard to deny. Yeah. But it looks it still it looks pretty rad. So that's all the, the news we have, guys. That's it. Like I am but, excited about that She Hulk book. I'm looking forward to yeah. it. I think I that's the only too, thing actually. that we've mentioned here that is like a definite like automatic get for me. But yeah, you're not gonna read the Dark Rain. Not Dark Rain. Yeah, De- Devil's Rain. You're not I haven't read- been plugged into Chip Sadarsky's Daredevil run, so I'm probably really good. The, I'm probably too far out of the loop on that yeah, one at this it's point. It's really good. It's really good. I, I should probably go back and like pick up the trades for that, but um, yeah. I've, if you would, I you missed, would not but, be disappointed, and I think you would really want to jump on uh, Devil's Reign if you could before it comes out. You know, well, we are spoiled with great Daredevil runs, but um, yeah, I'll probably look to add that one on there we too. Really, are man, Daredevil's gotten so many good runs. Let's pound for pound, probably like the best written character in comics. Yeah, I mean, you might be right, dude. Let's do. Let's do. Mm. Yummy. This is lame. It is Halloween, though. Heinz has released. Uh, you show me some gross tomato ketchup. blood. Tomato blood ketchup. <laughs> now, <laughs> uh, tomato ketchup is the same as the brand ketchup. signature ketchup. It's just the same shit. It's just got a label on it. That it's says, got uh, a spooky label. I was about to ask. They didn't really have to change anything <laughs> here, right? It's yeah. already like. You know, red viscous liquids, <laughs> and it comes with like a costume kit where I don't know, you could be a hot dog or something. I don't know, lame. It hot can't dogs all are be better with mustard, anyways. 
It can't all be bangers. I mean, I guess I appreciate like when there's like a Halloween, like you know, getting into a seasonal theme or whatever. But this does seem like a. Yeah, it does seem like low hanging fruit. Just put a sticker on it. It's internet. Now we're getting into the shit. Oh the my shit. God. Uh, first, some bad news. Okay, some bad uh, news. Jack Angel. Oh yeah, him. Uh, oh, yeah, voice of uh, G1 news. Ultra Magnus Omega Supreme. Ramjet uh, has has passed away at ninety one. Uh, he he worked right. His his career in voiceover acting started in nineteen seventy seven for the all new Super Friends Hour. And he had a role uh, as Val in Care Bears Unlock the Magic that came out in 2019. Yes, he's very wow. From 1977 to 2019, dude. I remember an interview with him on a, another podcast uh, hosted by Kristen uh, Freeman. Kristen okay. Freeman, who's a voice actor. And he talked about his long and storied career and like what was the motivation behind like the Transformers and stuff. Like, you know, you got to have these big... Uh, sounding booming voices, booming voices sure, yeah sure but he would he he was a consummate professional in the voiceover industry yeah uh some more he did ramjet smokescreen omega supreme astro train ultra magnus like i said cyclonus following the death of uh roger c carmel uh basso profundo katsu don i mean it's just some weird shit he also played a sweep and uh because we always do this he was also wetsuit in G.I. Joe, the movie. Yeah. yeah. Everybody who voiced the Transformer also voiced the G.I. Joe. Or of Cobra. course. It's like a law. Yeah. yeah. And they usually, in G.I. Joe and Transformers, usually share names. Yeah. Uh, all right. Hascon was this, this weekend. Okay. There were plenty of stuff for TF fans and Joe fans, but fucking A, G.I. Joe fucking killed it. There was Power Rangers. There was Marvel. Uh, there was Star Wars, but we're not talking about any of that except for the TFN. Oh, behold he Galvatron. Pretty. He is fucking beautiful. Uh, he's the companion pack 5799. Uh, this is just from the Transformers, the movie. This is the Galvatron. He comes with, he doesn't come with the stand, but he comes with all these little tiny peripherals that are just perfect. Not really for this figure, this Galvatron figure. This Galvatron figure basically is something that the folks who bought Unicron are going to want. You know what I mean? Even yeah, this, still, is, this is after that he is gets a, reformatted. That is still a gorgeous Galvatron. It really is. It is. I don't even collect Transformers figures. Even I'm pretty impressed by this. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm loving it. It's It's got like a uh, Tron aesthetic. Well, it's got the aesthetic from when he was being created. When it Yeah, goes the reformatting. To that, yes, the reformatting from Megatron to Galvatron, and it just works. Uh, all right. The the rest of these are all out of the Legacy series, which I'm sorry is fucking lame. The coolest part about it is the guns. We're gonna start off with the Optimus Prime. And now that's oh, like that the that's like the Armada Prime. Ain't yeah, it? A little bit. Yeah. He's an oil tanker. Is that Armada? I, I don't yeah. know. The, 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 the alternate mode may be a little bit different, but he has the characteristics of being like the Prime from. Like the Armada series. Yeah. I kind of do dig the base. I think that's fun. You know, the trailer turning into a base. That's old school and they don't do it enough. Um, but again, with this whole series, the coolest part are the weapons. Uh, all these weapons will fit in, in for any Transformer from anything. Yeah, that is a really cool sword and shield. That is a 
dope sword and shield, and they've all got that. Here's the skids. Skids. I is do 22. like. Skids. Oh man, I do like the skids. I I, I don't there's mind. Not a, it. There's not enough skids figures out there. Yo, you're right. There are not enough skids, but man, this is just kind of lame to me, dude. It is. It I mean, is. it is just a normal skids figure. Yeah, but... it's just a normal. Oh, sorry, that's the prime again. Just, I mean. So I mean, what else basic. do you expect from skids? I'm just. I don't know. I don't know, but it is a very, very basic. Don't don't let figure. the disappointment of the Optimus Prime, uh, yeah, you know, overshadow skin. Negative, yeah, right. Uh, all right, here's a more one of the more interesting releases. Twenty two ninety nine. Oh, drag strip. It is drag strip. I uh, like him. What the fuck, Minasaur? Uh, there has been some teases of what the the next waves of these are going to be, and Motormaster uh, is supposed to be in one of the waves. So are we fine? Uh, is Hasbro finally growing some balls and giving us a, a, a combiner? Maybe. Is it this line? I would that get we're that. Get it? Just I would get Maybe. that. Maybe it's been a while since we've got some it. combiners. Is this the, I think the Dinobots were the last combiners they gave us. Oh, I, they I, were in that I, last series. Yeah, was that even a Hasbro licensed series? Yeah, that was that yeah. was the Combiner Wars. Volcanicus. Volcanicus. Yeah, that was, that was way out of my price range. But he looks great. He looks wonderful. Uh, one of my one of the most compelling ones for me. All right, this RC. Is, yeah, uh, I hate this change to RC as a character, but this is the RC from Prime. Exactly. Yeah. But man, I love this bike sculpt, dude. Oh, I, I I just love the look of of this sculpt on that alt mode. I don't know what it is. It's it is a beautiful sculpt. If you're a fan of the Prime beautiful. series, you'd like this. Yeah. And speaking um, of Prime series, ain't there another one from the Prime series? Another what RC? No, another another transformer that was in the Prime series, or at least in the animated series. Another transformer, what bike? No, another transformer from like the Transformers animated and Transformers Prime. I don't know, dude. I don't, Bulkhead. I'm not sure. I understand Isn't Bulkhead the in this wave? Bulkhead is in this wave. He's coming. Yeah. Yeah, Bulkhead's coming. Be patient, David. Yeah. Jesus. Uh, kickback. kickback. Uh, oh, maybe oh yeah, I like kickback. Yeah, probably a perfect figure right here. Just uh, great detail beautiful fucking those wings mode. are awesome yeah those like wings him. that come off and, and can be used are, are i like the detail great. on the silver wings because they actually look like the 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 bane structures of an actual yes. grasshopper yeah i mean they they're really pulling off a great sculpt with that and yes there is this bulkhead. bulkhead uh probably the best bulkhead sculpt on either the robot mode mode or the alt mode that is not saying much uh as far as toys go bulkhead has always been kind of dumb well, he's from Prime, so yeah, yeah, he's he's, he's 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 more important to people who are fans of the Prime series. Yeah, yeah, he's in a more niche kind of group. But that is a wonderful truck mode. I love that alt mode; it is quite good. Uh, but his robot robot mode is it leaves something to be desired. But it works. You know, he's always had that big pot chest, what they call it, barrel sort of chest. He's he's yeah, he's usually been like a pot belly kind of deal. Yeah, very round. Uh, there were more teases uh, from this line, and yes, like almost all the the Stunticons, an Energon monster, which is kind of unique. I'm anxious to see that G Axis. G Axis really is, is teased for this line, and now a Metroplex, which I'm keeping my eyes out for. If it's a good sculpt, dude, I I love me some fucking Metroplex. You know, there hasn't been a good one that I can afford. So when you say Energon monster, I don't know. You- are There's you talking no pictures? Like, it's are you just talking a tease. like maybe the one from like calling all primitives or something? I, I have no clue. 
all I did was see the article and they were teasing, you know, that shit. So hmm. uh, sort of a middle of the road start to this line. Uh, I think it's got some potential, uh, but overall disappointing. Uh, besides that Galvatron. Hey, that Galvatron looks awesome, even yeah. though I probably won't get him. because No, I probably, if I had Unicron, I would definitely get him. You know, because yeah. it would be just a great, you know, sort of. It would be so toyetic. It'd be so right. much fun to play. But with that. but that but, kickback and that skids, I'll, I'll talk, if I if I see them, I'll get them. Yeah, definitely. kickback definitely. If kickbacks at at a decent price, you know, I think he's going for twenty three. Uh, that's not bad at all. That's definitely at all. definitely drag strip. I'm 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 really interested oh, yeah, in drag, drag strip. I wish they would just you know shit or get off the pot and let us know. Yes, it's going to be a gestalt. They're going to be combiners. Get all of the stunticons you can fucking find because they're definitely going to go up in value, and you're going to have a lot. Well, of you'll know once you see the directions to this one because it, if it if it does combine, it'll tell you in the direction. Well, if it doesn't, that is a big kick in the balls. Yep, I don't want it if it's not going to combine. Uh, all right, now this is where. All right, no offense to Power Rangers fans, Star Wars. A little bit of offense. There was shit for Star Wars at this con this weekend. Okay. Uh, there was a, some good stuff coming from Marvel, but one cool Wolverine figure, and it's just because he comes with a picture of Gene and Scott, you know? <laughs> yeah, it's like... They, they, they made a figure of the meme? They made a figure of the meme, yeah. Uh, but it, it wasn't even finished pictures, you know? It wasn't finished models. It was just uh, mock-ups or whatever. But, dude, G.I. Joe classified... Fucking come out swinging. All right. They started with Croc Master and Fiona. They started with Croc Master and Fiona. And that is just fucking dope. I'm not getting it. That is pretty cool. I'm not getting it. I'm not a big enough fan. Do you know what your safe word is? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, They did show off a dope Storm Shadow. That is pretty sweet. Yeah, it's a great Storm Shadow. Uh, it's all about the peripheral. Very muscular. Was classified. Yeah. Yeah. His muscle is a little bit of life fail going on there. Uh, but the one I put my pre order in for already, oh. Spirit. He does come with Freedom, the Eagle, and the Eagle is articulated. I think it's three or uh, five points of articulation, including the head. And man, he comes with the sniper rifle. There's no fucking fringe. There's no fucking buckskin. You know, they're not being all stupid. Uh, yeah, I'm stoked. I mean, the minute everything went live, I, I went and got my pre-order in for that. And Jeffrey Vareggi, you know, fan Ooh. favorite around here, uh, comic book art, uh, artist, you know, cover artist, uh, is doing the box art. And that's just amazing. I love that it. It is I love some it. great art, yeah. Uh, and yeah, those are all available everywhere. Okay, Crockmaster, Storm Shadow, and Spirit. Uh, you can go everywhere and get those. If you go to outrightgeekery.com right now, you can, you can get them there. On, yeah, you can click on the Entertainment Earth link there and go buy them. And we would really love if you did that because we get a kickback at the end. Uh, these are bullshit, the ones coming up, because these are Target exclusives. Boo-boo. Uh, Stuart Outback Selkirk. Uh, I don't know if you remember this. It was like 2006. They had this line of international figures, and he was the Australian guy. Crikey. Yeah, they also did a guy from like the Philippines, somewhere in like Eastern Europe. You know, there was an Asian dude, but uh, Outback is the one getting it. He comes with some pretty good peripherals. You know, some pretty nice shovel. Man is is a winner. I love that little shovel. Uh, Another Target exclusive is the Cobra Viper, classic figure. 
Oh, that's the that's like the Python Patrol Viper. Yes, yes. Uh, really great. You know, he comes with everything that you would expect. Uh, but the big one I think at Target this year is the bat, the Battle oh. Android Trooper. I had one of these coming up. It was the coolest fucking figure, dude. It had like a little hologram on his on his chest. It, it looked like his shit was working inside. You know, the, interchangeable arms. Yeah, interchangeable. Lenticular. He had a lenticular uh, hologram. That's what it was. Yeah, it was a lenticular hologram uh, on his chest, and it made it look like the innards were you know like moving. Uh, so yeah, the great thing about the bat. Oh, they are that, also Python Patrol. Uh, yeah, this is the Python Patrol version. Yeah. This is not the G1 version. The G1 version was all black and all it had was that hologram. Uh, but the coolest thing about the bat was it didn't matter how many people got you copies of the bat. It was cool to have them. The bad part is they sold out at Target in like 10 minutes. So you can't fucking get them anymore. Um, yep, sounds about right. The one Hasbro exclusive is the one that everybody was trying to get and they could Woo. not get it. This was Hasbro Pulse premium early access members only. It's finally a color change by water Zartan, just like the color G1. change by water Zartan. You that throw is him amazing. in hot water and he changes color just like the G1 did. Uh, they're actually calling him Master of Disguise Zartan. This is the box, uh, full open box. That Dreadnoughts logo, enough is so good, it's so rad. Uh, but this special edition comes with all of these great things that, that come with it, you know, oh, all I... these faces. He's got like Dr. Mindbender's face. You know what I mean? He's got Storm Shadow and, and Snake Eyes masks. That's uh, just such a cool fucking idea. Uh, but yeah, those are fucking gone too. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, Croc Master's hot, you know. But <laughs> yeah, how is Croc he doing Master. This? Look, we can get Taylor in here twice. Oh, that's weird. That is weird. I'm going to remove that from there. Not rude, weird, but whatever. Yeah, that's weird. Uh, so yeah, some great stuff uh, in in the classified line. That's really what took the what took the taco for me, man. Just so oh, many. Cool. Like I said, I can't wait for that spirit to come in in July of next year. Thanks, supply chain. Uh, they did have a, uh, and this was already previously announced they were going to do it, but the uh, what's that fucking monster from Star Wars? The Rancor. The, yeah, they got the Rancor coming hmm. from Haslab. But the G.I. Joe Haslab this year is the Air the Striker. Sky Striker. Oh Sky Striker. Oh yeah. Yeah. Not a bad piece. Really steeped in nostalgia. It does not fit. Uh it's not to scale with the classified figures. It comes with its own two little figures. $229.99. And you would think for $229.99 that they would scale it <laughs> to the classified. Dude, that'd be so huge, dude. It, it'd be such a giant piece of, of a toy, man. Uh, but it does come with some great things, you know, customizable weapons, cool blast effects. You know, I'm a big fan of the blast effects. He's firing all his missiles at yeah. once. Uh, cloth uh, parachutes that come with uh, two little figures, uh, including the co-pilot that was not released in the original. I had an original. It's got two levers on it, one for the landing gear and one for the wings that, that open close. Um. Oh, I don't have the sticker sheet. It comes with like a sticker sheet, dude. With like oh, like the classic stickers. stickers. Yeah, the classic stickers. So and that classic artwork. Yeah. Uh, right behind the wings where the engines go. Uh, it's got little covers on it that expose the engine. That's you know kind of neat. But 
yeah, it's basically the 80 sculpt for this uh, piece, and I'm not getting it. You know, so it's a the, little out of my price range for such a weak piece because you're right. It, it, it feeds off nostalgia, but it not being in scale with the classified shit is kind of disappointing. I want some classified scale vehicles. So dude. essentially, this is the, the three point. Uh, yeah. Three, uh, three seven three five quarter. Three point seven five, I think, is what they were. Yeah. Yeah. Three and three quarter. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, this is the three and three quarter stuff. Uh, just not for me, man. You know, when that's all we had back in the day, it was cool. But can I mean, you imagine? I got one right here. I mean, look how perfect this figure is. I mean, the detail and shit on that. You can't get that from a three and a quarter figure. Can you, you know? imagine a USS flag to that? No, it scale? would have for for that scale, dude. It would have to be like fifteen feet long. What's the point? I mean, honestly, super. It's collective. not the '80s anymore. I know. There's that uh, one of. <laughs> That's awesome. Because <laughs> they did have some pretty cool Power Ranger stuff. He needs I'm to be lying on a bed. Yeah, well, you can put him on a bed. You could buy a bed. Yeah, you you have to supply the bed. Yeah, you oh. have to buy the the bed peripheral. But yeah, it was a great Hasbro uh, Hascon uh, for Transformers. Yeah, sure, but man, for Joe, man, great, great time for Joe. Great time. Awesome. You gonna pre-order anything? No, I'm not. I'm not. I don't I get the GI Joe, so sorry. I already did. I got that spirit on the way. Let's do top three. Get Taylor talk. Dude, Taylor got so bored he left and came back. Like, no, I feel like I'm, I'm enjoying the show here. I like watching <laughs> you guys like you know talk about your passions and everything. Yeah. Uh, all right, yeah, Taylor, go ahead. Let's do top three, man. Top right. three comics of the week. Okay, I'll preface this by saying it was kind of a humdrum week in general. I'm with you. Me but too. I had, I had some winners, but yeah, it was. Uh, well, I was kind of hoping David would be able to pull us out with with some of his indie fare, but apparently it was humdrum. Yeah. For I had him some. As well. I have some indie shit. Some I have, smaller press. I had some indie stuff. But we can I'm, already okay. So my top three are going to be our old reliables here. Sure. But let's just go ahead and get to it yep. then. Yep. Um, all right. So for a couple of honorable mentions, um, Fantastic Four number thirty-seven was fun. We did have some sort of uh, the family members doing the trick or treating, so not yeah. a misleading cover. So hey, that's fun. And in that new neighborhood, you know, because they're like more of a grounded FF. Yeah. So that's cool. um, yeah, they're going to. Well, they, don't, uh, they don't live in a skyscraper anymore. Ben and Alicia's kids like are trick or treating around Yancey Street, and one of them's a scroll, and so she has like a real field oh, day, fun. just like doing different costumes. They create this elaborate plan to get all the candy. So you know, it's it, it's fun stuff. Nice. Until like the kid goes on a murdering spree, but hey, uh, until Doctor Doom shows up. Nah, and steals nah. all the candy in the world. What a dick! No. <laughs> that would be Classic. something that Doctor Doom would do. Classic Doctor Doom. Um, it was a Doom bot the whole time. I'll also throw out an honorable mention for um, the Flash number seven seventy five. That's um, one of my honorable mentions. Yeah, also. this is okay. So it seems clear now. They've decided that they're writing Wally as dad joke. Flash, which you know, I'm necessarily so a okay bad thing. with that. Yeah, not a bad thing. And I, this is I like, really love the vibe of this Flash book. Yeah, it's all it's, dad jokes, but it makes me smile by the end of it. And I really love fun. what they're doing with Wally, where he's just 
he's zen with the universe now. Yeah, he's... I loved him as son of Kal El this week. Him yeah, him. I was going to mention that in a minute, but um, yeah. yeah, I I love Wally as a lovable goof. I love the vibe he has with his family. It's it, it's a good read month after month. And hey, what more do you want? Nice. Um, for my actual number three, I'll go ahead and do the trial of Magneto number three. That's my, um, my number three, three also. My number yeah. Three as well. I will say this. I thought that was probably the weakest issue so far because this yeah. was supposed to be the issue where it's like, okay, now they're going to tell us what the fuck is going on. They, they did not. not tell us what the fuck is going on. I'm more confused yeah. than ever. Um, but um, it was still, you know, getting in some good X-Men and Avengers teaming up against Kaiju. We still had some pretty cool spreads like that. Yeah. Um, I am still intrigued. Um, I was hoping for some answers, but I'm still anxious to get them. So, you know, there's that. I will also say, though, that we have gotten way far away from calling this the trial of Magneto at this point. Oh, no shit. Magneto had like, oh, yeah, nothing that, to do that with this That was a bait and switch. Yeah. yeah. Straight up. Uh, I but, still think it could get back there if it continues to deal with Scarlet Witch's history and the source of her trauma. Potentially, but this is definitely a Scarlet Witch book first and foremost by this yeah. point. Uh, by this point, this is a this this book is just trying to stretch it out as much as it can. I love this book for all of the wrong reasons, right? I should be loving this book because it's dealing with the rules of resurrection and X-Men hiding from the Avengers, the fact that they can resurrect, uh, and all of these other things that are inherent to the new status quo. And all that stuff was there last issue, and in that context, it repeated itself over and over oh, yeah, and over again in this issue. We hit a big old pause on advancing the yeah. plot in this issue. But you we know just, why like, I'm still loving it? They yeah. put a big old pause, and then they threw Kaiju to fill in that little hole that Do they you know had. why I'm still loving this book? Because I am invested in every moment of history that this book is referencing. Uh, House of X, or House of M, you know, uh, Disassembled, uh, the, the Children's Crusade. You know, that book is heavy on in this issue with uh, Wicked and Speed, you know, doing their thing. Yeah, that's true. Uh, I'm just all over the uh, eye boy. I'm still loving this as a, a fucking X Factor book. I boy is like a fantastic. X Factor had all the best character. moments. They did. X Factor had all of the best moments in this. Yeah, for sure, man. Uh, I don't know. This book's trying my patience. That's what I have in my notes. This book is trying my patience. But yeah, still my number three. Yeah, still- it would have been higher on my list if, like, you know. Start telling us what the fuck is going on. Yeah. You've teased this out long enough. Yeah, but I mean, Leia Williams, Lucas Wernick uh, are awesome on this, but. David Messina was helping with the art, and you could tell. You could tell when he was doing his parts. And I'm sorry, dude. This fucking ending. Are you fucking kidding me? This is so I don't I don't give a shit. What? That's dumb as hell, dude. That's just stupid. That's great. You know, like old lady old lady Wanda. <laughs> yeah, old lady Scarlet Witch. It's just I mean, so now that they dumb. got around to doing like old lady Harley and like old man Hawkeye and old all these other old people, the old man old lady thing is kind of played it's, out at this point so played out dude it's so played out but yeah i agree with you 100 still my number three as well so yeah uh, so it, it did enough to be enjoyable yeah. but it was frustrating that you know they're still stringing us along with all this mystery stuff exactly uh i'll mention an honorable mention uh not all robots number three mark russell mike diodato fantastic book it's still all Mark Russell doing what Mark Russell does best, injecting social commentary into amazing fiction. Uh, and it's just, it's just badass. But yeah, my number, I, I have a couple other honorable mentions, but I'm pretty sure Taylor's going to mention them both. 
so yeah, Trial of Magneto was my number three as well. Uh, Adam, honorable mentions, and then Dave. Uh, yeah, a couple honorable mentions. Uh, like Taylor said earlier, Flash number seven seventy five. Just a, it's just a fun book, man. I love happy. I love happy Flash. You know, cool. Um, cool. and then you know, just because this was a humdrum week, uh, another honorable mention. Just because I do feel like since everybody is kind of off Batman, I'm not. I'm not mentioning batman but i am going to mention the batman secret file peacekeeper one oh, okay i am mentioning these the secret file just because i do think these secret file books have been better than the actual batman book that is a low bar to clear but true. still yeah that's good yeah i mean you're not missing anything by not reading these because these are just character studies of the characters that are going on and sure. you know this was good uh but yeah Whatever. But yeah, my number three was Trial of Magneto. Number three. It was just yeah. okay. It was. Yeah, getting that consensus bronze medal. Yeah. I'm sure Dave will fix the... Go ahead, Dave. Uh, fix it. I only have one honorable mention. and it Impossible. Is also... <laughs> it is also not all robots. Good. That was a fantastic it issue. Was a, it, was really it was a good, good. issue. It's a good issue. Yeah. Basically, you know, humanity is replaced by machines, but the machines are now the breadwinners. But now the machines are being replaced by and better now the machines. Ma <laughs> now the machines are being replaced <laughs> by better machines. I, I love mean, that. I know whole, that sounds insane, but it's like I love that what? whole that whole interaction between Grandma Droid and the and the <laughs> yeah, and she's yeah. like advertisements and well, and... this lady lost her mom, right? So they bought mm -hmm. Grandma Droid, who is supposed to be able to look like actual people, and he has it mocked up to look like this lady's grandma, but he couldn't afford to get the whole thing. So she's having this wonderful conversation with this robot that looks like a grandma, so heartfelt. And grandma says, You seem depressed. Would you like and starts into an ad? Because <laughs> I couldn't afford to add free package. Yeah, yeah, it's great. Yeah, and that's this whole book. Like Mark Russell just has these deep, you know, socially relevant, you know, things going on, and then and it's all just, backed up with comedy. You know, and it, it's it's, it's just really there's just like phrases and stuff that's just peppered throughout the book. Like the one robot was talking about his promotion. He was like, "Can't you read the binary on the wall?" And just yeah. stuff like that. It's just great. Yeah. yeah. Uh, my actual number three is going to be Hellcop number one. I actually really enjoyed this. Um, yeah, I couldn't find a copy of this man. It, is, it was. Even it wasn't at the shop when I went either. It is uh, kind of like a mixture between Hellboy and Ghostbusters. Mm -hmm. uh, the 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 Hellcop really kind of the same sort of concept. It's really, kind of the same concept, but they instead of like busting ghosts or or demons on Earth, they go to hell and bust demons in hell. Oh, isn't that kind of redundant? I mean, if they're in hell, they're not bothering yeah, where are they anyone, right? Well, what it you're is, you're going back to Earth. It's so it bad is. at Earth right now. <laughs> You're no, going to Earth, demon. They're, they're they're breaking laws on Earth, and then they're you know, and then they're going back to hell. So now people, now this the, this agency goes to hell to bring these demons to justice on Earth, oh, or what okay. they call they well they call it a different plane of existence, but it's been codenamed hell. Uh, oh, so they bring them to Earth and put them on trial. Yeah, they put bring them in demon jail, something like that. Oh, okay. Like uh, like the first case that we get introduced to the hell cop, he he and his partner, his name is Virgil, and his partner's name is Karen. They're busting a demon for uh, drug smuggling, but the drug is sweet and low. The 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 sugar packets. Uh, I know what we know what sweet and low is. Right? Yeah, yeah, but he's like he, it's like a drug on in hell. 
Oh, okay. I gotcha. Okay. So they're like the demon is smuggling the dr- smuggling sweet and low from earth to hell. I gotcha. That's pretty cool. That's pretty uh, cool. It but it, me, what was that? A what uh, the demons have their sweet and low. Yeah, yeah I mean, why do we care? I mean, take all the sweet and low you want. Thank you. It's just gross. <laughs> but the uh, I but it just it kind of you know there's a whole agency for this, and at the end of the book, uh, Virgil's partner Karen gets killed, and that kind of sets up the rest of the story. Nice. Somebody is trying to frame Virgil for. Yeah, I need to find a copy art. of this. It, the art looks great in the. It is. That I it, saw, so. it is not this. It, the the covers are misleading because it kind of gives you this idea that it's steampunk and it's not. Oh, okay. It's that helicopter he's in. Yeah, it's, it's, it's that, that ornithopter thing. It's a yeah. magic card looking fucking. But it, it looks like it looks like the Ecto two from the Ghostbusters animated nice. series. Uh, Taylor, number two. Which um, one you got to be? Number two is going to be Nightwing, number 85. There it is. That's my um, number one. I think we're going to have our, our one and twos reverse two Taylor. Seems right? likely, but yeah. Um, this issue... Okay, so I'll damn it with faint praise at first, saying this has been the best uh, Fear State tie-in, but, you know, that's not saying much. It's but the best um, of the bunch. It's not a turd, though. It is a lot it's of not, fun. It's good. It is fun. It okay, so fun. Tom Taylor, I'll go ahead and say is like he's my one and two, obviously, this week. Yeah. And um in both issues, he has a real there's a good display of his character writing, right? I love his dynamic between Barbara and Dick Grayson. Um it it was actually interesting seeing her be the POV character for this one. Yeah. Um This is definitely a Batgirl issue. It was, yeah. Um, I really liked the way that um, he kind of got meta on us talking about how Barbara got fridged, how like in the story where she like got paralyzed, it wasn't even about her. Yeah. And I did like, you know, how she is having this inner turmoil about how she had like gone through all this trouble to like build herself back up and build this whole system around to, uh, aid the bat family, you know, save the world and all that. And how someone's like taking it away from her. And, you know, I think he does a good job, like (sighs) mapping out that conflict for her as we're going through it. So yeah, this is really a lot of fun. The um, artwork, you always missed a Bruno Redondo when he's not drawing it, but this This is still good. Yeah. I like the, um, I like the fear toxin fight scene, especially it It was was some pretty good artwork. Is a uh, Robbie Rodriguez uh, doing mm-hmm. art on this one? Ooh, uh, I like Robbie Rodriguez. Yeah, he's fine. Uh, I didn't have a problem with this issue at all. It's just, I'm sorry. This whole this the both issues of the Fear State tie-in for Nightwing have paled Fear in comparison to the rest of Tom Taylor's work it, on the Fear, on the series. It's Fear bad. State is definitely dragging Nightwing down. It is. Um, it's a bad but, thing. But, you know, it's, well, I mean, it's dragging it down from like an A to a B, though. No, you you're know? not wrong, right. but I'm not going to give it. You know, I can't say that I'm really enjoying this when I know I could be enjoying the enjoying Bloodhaven and and that stuff, which I'm just am loving so much they're, more. They're still finding a way to progress both of these characters' stories. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they even, um, even with this fear state going on, they actually capitalized on the romantic subplot that they've been building up. Sure, right. and, sure. and and no, I'm not knocking it for what moments, it is. I, I'm knocking it for what it ain't, and I know that's not fair, but it's hard I for know. me to uh, it's hard for uh, me to overlook then, a fucking Batman event. Come on, stop. And just just one last little thing. Speaking of character moments, I I like Robin at the very end. Oh. They're just being like, finally, yeah. 
Rock yeah, was this great is, in this. This has been wonderful. like the only like source of Tim Drake that I can remember reading in the last several years. And yeah. it's good to see that he's doing well with that character as well. Yeah. Uh excellent choice. Oh, is it me? Yeah. Number Indeed. two. Uh I this is my incredible Hulk or my uh whatever. Immortal Hulk, you yeah, bastard. Hulk. Oh, actually kind of looks like it there. <laughs> yeah, Bermuda number four, John Lehman, Nick Bradshaw. Uh, it's the last issue of this series, but man, I want more. And when a series, you know, just a four-issue miniseries can leave you wanting more. Uh, it's really important for me to mention Leno Grady's colors here, too. They're so great. Uh, there's a whole lot more of this universe to, to look after. It's basically just a portal story uh, and a big adventure, you know, kids fall into a portal and they go to a mysterious land and they have an awesome adventure. It's fucking just great. Uh, really surprised me, man. Uh, I mean, got the story, me really uh, looking forward to the trade for this one. Yeah. I mean, the story is good. You know, Layman knows how to write a story, but man, Nick Bradshaw fucking, that looks like killing some, it on the, that looks like here. some art Adams artwork. I like that. Dude, it, it's you. It, it looks like shit is moving at you, man. It's mm-hmm. everything is just perfectly done. Uh, yeah, especially I like that like the art is like extending past the border there. That's yes. a really good touch. Yes. Yeah, so well done. Just a master I mean, it's a comic book reader's comic book, I think. You know, it's one of those where the design, the sequential art, just everything flows so nicely together. So yeah, Bermuda number four is my number two. That wraps the series, but hopefully we'll get a little bit more of that down the road. Cool. Adam, number two. Number two. Uh, my number two was Superman, Son of Kal-El, number four. And that's my number one. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, you know, Tom Taylor, yeah, he's just killing it. Uh, the f- first half of this is just the Kent house blowing up. Um, and you see John Superman borrowing a little bit from, from Flash in the, in the, in the 90s. A little bit, a little, bit, a little yeah. bit. You see John deal with it in his little super speed time. Um. Uh, but you know, yeah, t- is this just Tom Taylor killing it with family dynamics? Um, I really love how John's John's relationship with his grandparents and how they're just they're totally cool with their house blowing up. You know, the, somebody will rebuild it; it'll be all right. Yeah. Um, and then you know, this is just it's woke Superman. I love how John deals with situations. There's plenty of moments here where, um you know, in a normal superhero comic, you would have uh, some really big super fights that would take up, you know, whole issues. But John stops it and he deals with situations by talking things through. Yeah. Um, it's, it's very nice. And then, I, and then I like Wally showing up in here and uh, being yeah, like, Yeah, that hey, was a great touch. I um, like that as well. I, I know what it's like dealing with a legacy. Yeah, yeah that was a really... Um, good take that Tom Taylor had like, Oh yeah, they would have like that thing in common between them there. And that was a great thing to include. Uh, yeah. But yeah, um, I really enjoy the way he's writing John, especially. And yeah, I'm enjoying this little cast of characters that he's building up around him. Um, Those two <laughs> new characters that you didn't know who they were, Aerie and the other one who was, yeah. that's from his suicide squad run. Uh, oh, I did not know that, that was a team he introduced called the Revolutionaries, who were basically the SJW version of the Suicide Squad. They were eco and uh, uh, political terrorists, basically, who did the good stuff. Uh, you would really like that run as well. That was the same team. Uh, I mean, this is on my honorable mentions. I didn't really have a problem with this. It just, it, 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 
I don't know. It, it was missing a little bit of something that the previous three issues um, had. I would uh, say this doesn't really progress plot very much. Yeah, uh, um, it does have the villain meet up with the hero, which I, I like. will point out that like Gamora Peter... dude got big Lex Luthor vibes, dude. And I guess yeah, I was about purpose. to say. He had one of the best shit-eating grins I've seen on a villain in a really long time. Since Luther, since, in DC Comics, since Lex Luthor, Lex Luthor got the best shit-eating grin of any villain ever, dude. And, uh, yeah, that dude gave me big, big Lex Luthor vibes, and maybe that was on purpose, you know? But still, yeah, fantastic issue. Great choice. Big D. All right. Uh, my number two pick is uh, going to be Fight Girls number four. Not for the story, but just for the art. They yeah. We get down to the final two contestants. Like them girls in their short shorts. Yeah, huh? don't talk about the story. Yeah, it's just girls in short shorts fighting they, off the monsters. No, they're not fighting off the monsters. They're fighting each other in oh, a... Oh, they're fighting each other finally. It's the final two contestants in the in this uh, challenge, and whoever wins becomes the queen. queen. Queen uh, of the world. But it's just, you know, it is just Frank Cho, you know, just drawing out this beautiful, like, you know, fight sequence. And they're like, you know, yeah. it's camera switching angles and all this. And there's commentary on it. And then the the, the story gets to, to the point where, like, the guy that's been investigating uh, Blackwater is killed. And now they're trying to figure out what, you know, they're sending people to find what's happened to him, you know, why he hasn't. Well, we know we as the reader know the story is terrible. Yeah, the story is terrible, but <laughs> but there's a twist in it. Yeah, there's a twist at the end, and uh, but do the twist oh, make the story not terrible? No, maybe. I don't think it does. Was that not the really. twist? It turned good. <laughs> it does not. It's <laughs> but just it's okay. just it's just. But it's, it's that show art, man. You're it's right. Show, it's shows art, and it's just these girls are beating the hell out of each other yeah. to become queen. And okay, that, choice. That's just WA. It's the third week in a row I think we've picked AWA for something, so good on them. Uh, now it comes to me, I think. Taylor? Uh, yeah, I'm uh, spent. Uh, my number one was Superman. Superman, Son of Kal-El, fantastic series. Uh, and then, yeah, Adams, his number one, I think, is Nightwing. Yeah, my number one's Nightwing, so I'm So that just also. leaves me. Uh, probably one of the best things I've read all year, Ice Cream Man number 26. Uh, w. Maxwell Prince, Martin Morazzo, Chris O'Halloran. Uh, this issue is drawn. Please rotate your book 90 degrees clockwise. I, I heard if you get four issues of this, you can lay it all out. And yes, you can read it all in one long, one. one long vertical panel there. That's better. Now, please meet Michael. And then here's Michael. Uh, it's depicting a man climbing down a tree, but he's metaphorically looking back at his history and his family tree. As he goes down to the roots, uh, you know, looking into into his into his past. This issue uh, it deals with with legacy. Uh, this family tree doesn't branch much. No, the peer pressure uh, of dead people or tradition, as some people call it, uh, in the context of mental health and drug abuse, and just life. Uh, and it has the typical depth, you know, of an ice cream man issue, uh, steeped in, you know, horror. It's got these horror tones to it, you know, as ice cream man does, but it's just got this brilliant little twist. Uh, this makes my top three because it's an example of a way to create that is inherent to comic books. You can't do stuff like this in any other medium. You just can't, you can't, 
uh, poignant, unique, and perfect, man. Again, one of the coolest things I've read this year. Just fantastic. Fantastic. Uh, it's hard enough to write a book like this, like Ice Cream Man, in a miniseries. They're up to 26 fucking issues and still going. Uh, they definitely have a following. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. it's such a good book, and yeah, I adore it. So that's it. It's a, kind of a light week. Next week is so much. I think we got David's number one still. Yeah, you haven't got my number one. Oh, do we? Oh, go ahead. What was it? No, guys, he's already getting ready to shit on it. I was David. gonna shut. I was gonna shut the show down. I was. <laughs> That's the biggest. Sorry, shit Dave. Of all. Oh gosh, this is a surprise. Thor number eighteen. Oh wow, really? You're yeah. shitting me. No. No. Did you read it, Taylor? No, I jumped off this book forever ago. Is this the War of the Hammers or something? Or no, the... this is this is where Thor has lost Mjolnir, and he he go first. Again. He goes to Loki. To ask Loki to help him, and Loki turns him down. But he says, then Loki, during this whole monologue, Thor Loki really comes up with an monologue. idea to help Thor out. And guess, and basically, uh, yes, I want to guess. He, uh, I know. He goes to he goes to a uh, frog, or frog, frog, frog Thor, frog, frog Thor, and it's frog. basically basically. Uh, frog Thor has put together an Ocean's Eleven because he already knows that the Mjolnir is missing. He gets Odin's ravens. He gets Lockjaw. He gets bats from uh, Doctor Strange, and he's assembled like an Ocean's Eleven team to go find Mjolnir with, with animal companions. With the Animal Avengers, dude, this sounds fucking dope. And it is just it is. And Donny Cates right. Donny Cates wrote it. That motherfucker. I told you this issue is gonna be hot. That cover, that Frog Thor cover. Man, I should have picked that up. He's riding that way. He's riding that way. I was this close from his appearance in uh, Loki. Yeah, that's fun. Yeah, because I, I heard this starts like the something hammers. He's the god of hammers, right? Like Mjolnir. Uh, I, I the same way like you. Blake, like you know, was almost like a villain, a a turned Thor villain in this run. Mjolnir in this next upcoming arc is supposed to turn villain against ah. Thor. Like the sentient hammer is going to be fighting back against his master. I mean, that sounds weird, but wow! I mean, I've been be off able to do the, something. I've been that. off of this Thor series for a little bit, so yeah. I'm not sure what's going on. But uh, Frog Thor does talk about beating Donald Drake or Donald Blake. Yeah, he's like, I defeated the imposter. Maybe it's the like god that. of hammers, is what they're calling it, because it sounds a lot like what he did in that shit with the sword. Remember that. Kate's sh- uh, book with the sword. Uh, um, Valatrex was the name of the Val- sword. Or whatever. Uh, God, uh, God, God, country. God country. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, fucking potential. Rad potential there, awesome. I guess. But no, it, but yeah, it, it's it was really well done. I, and I actually thought you guys were going to pick it up, so I picked. Wow, it up. I should have, dude. Yeah. <laughs> so we could talk about it. But no okay. shit. I, I mean, like, bad, I didn't, really. I didn't get a copy of that. Uh, uh, United States of Captain America. It was actually out when I got there. So uh, I had a copy. It was just all right. It ended, you know, the way you thought it would. It was uh, out by the time I got there. I probably it had a it great out. shot of uh, uh, Bucky in his in his shiny ass Captain America suit. He finally puts it on in the issue, and it had this great like landscape panel, two page spread of all of the Captains America fighting. You know, all the guys. But it ended like. It wasn't that big of a deal, the ending. You know, they just sort of caught... What's that evil fucker's name? The evil of all evils or whatever the fuck. Hate Uh, monger. Yeah, hate monger. They caught him basically, like, with a fucking 
ghost the power of trap. love yeah basically a ghostbusters trap is fucking weird uh it did have this cool angle where they were gonna like hypnotize people using the shield so anytime anyone sees the american flag it'll mean hate or whatever and i was like oh wow that's you know he's talking to us you know there uh so it was pretty cool but i don't know something happened to that book you know from the time that they started promoting it to the time where it finished where it, it kind of just, just lost all of its steam. Yeah, I don't know what happened. I don't know if it just didn't do what it, I thought it was going to do, you know. But it was still a solid representation and a cool take on. It's, nothing beats that first issue where Steve Rogers is having that speech talking shit on America, you know, while talking it up at the same time. It's fucking wonderful. But uh, anyway, thanks for hanging out, everybody. Uh, oh, what am I doing? Uh Keep coming back. We got outrightgeeker.com. Go there. We got all kinds of shit, including the comic book bullies. They're going to be recording tonight. Big Willie is doing shit all throughout the week. I did, didn't learn. I went you got a videos. confirmation. Got confirmation. Uh, check us out on Patreon, outrightgeeker.com slash Patreon. Give us a buck, just a tip. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow night to do the preview show, my favorite show of the week, where we talk about all the books coming out. And holy shit. It is a lot of books. A lot of books dropping. We got to make up for uh, this week. Man, some of the books that were solicited for last week are re-solicited for this week. Um, what's his name? Who does spot, Spawn? Todd McFarlane. He, he didn't let Gunslinger Spawn go to sale, even <laughs> though all the shops have it. Because one, uh, one variant, variant cover was cover not shipped. Was not shipped because of supply issues. One variant cover. Yeah, so... Ant didn't ship either. Ant number one, I have no idea why. But a lot of big problems. But anyway, we're going to talk about those books tomorrow. Again, thanks everybody for listening. But most of all, thanks to these jokers for hanging out with this joker. Always a pleasure. We're going to do it again next time. Same geek time, same geek channel. I don't know if I had a delay, but your mouth did not match his words. It did. At all. Perfect. Perfect. I I doubt it. I'm like a big thriller queen. Or a dunk. One of those.